Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, first of all, welcome back to Toby Talks. It's been a long time since we've uh, sat down with somebody and had a conversation. And in the past, I've been able to talk to pop music superstars and interesting political people, actors, people who have written books and more. But... Of course, starting the new morning show uh, in Washington, D.C., I've had to focus on that. And one of the things that's been a blessing about this global pandemic is that it's given us time. (laughs) And uh, one of the things that I decided to do with that time was to get back to talking to people who fascinate me. And right now, I'm talking to somebody who has fascinated me since the first day I arrived in Washington, D.C. in 2006. And the reason why she's fascinated me is because for 30 years... This woman has had a front row seat to something that is synonymous with the nation's capital, and that is the word traffic. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Lisa Baden from iHeartRadio's Total Traffic and Weather and News Network. How are you, Lisa? I'm fantastic. What an introduction. Will you be my agent? (laughs) Please. Man, I couldn't (laughs) represent you well enough to get you paid what you deserve. Let me just tell you. You're so nice. Now, uh, you know, this is the first time we've seen each other virtually because we're talking to each other through Microsoft Teams, but we haven't seen each other in person since March. And uh, a lot of time has passed. And here we are in the midst of a global pandemic where we're all working from home and technology is helping us to do things that we haven't done before. Have you ever seen anything like this in your time in Washington, D.C. radio or in the industry? And if you have... How have we gotten through it? Because this is just bizarre to me. And how are you coping with all of it? (laughs) First of all, um, have I ever seen anything like it? No. (laughs) I mean, what was the last time? 1918? That's just weird. Um, I'm not that old. No. Um, Secondly, (laughs) um, it's been a different type of a challenge work-wise because traffic there's so much of it all the time it's hard to get it all in give all the information that you want to give in like a 20 second 30 second report but now there isn't any traffic Mm. so it's like a whole different type of a spin and i'm constantly thinking of who am i talking to now you know that's one of the things that's one of the things we noticed uh when this whole thing set in in march you know the first thing we, we thought to ourselves was, who's actually listening? Right. <laughs> you know, if people aren't getting up. But then I think we kind of discovered along the way that, you know, first responders were still out there being first responders. Uh, right. UPS and FedEx delivery drivers was st- were still on the job. People who worked in construction, they never stopped working. And these people would, from time to time, check in via text or, you know, they're not really calling us like they used to because we're not in traditional studios. Uh, but they would check hey, in. Hey, I went for a mammogram. And they got you on in the lobby. Really? I mean, so it's still, you know, the same place that I go to every year to get my mammogram. Mm-hmm. They got they got you on. So, hi, everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just saying. You know what I mean? So you're right. But you're constantly thinking, who am I talking to now? Right. Because I want to be relevant. I want to be, give you the information that you need as it's happening 
at the time. You know what I'm saying? I do. Now, have you noticed that it's picked up since March? Because here we are, you know, almost at Thanksgiving. It's been a while that we've been in this kind of lockdown sort of COVID situation, but life has kind of returned to normal for a lot of people. Uh, have you noticed any of that while you've been reporting day to day? It started to, yeah. and then we're locking down again. So not as many people as we started to see a little change in the traffic pattern in that it was becoming heavier, but now we're seeing things back off a little more. Plus, I'll add something else to that, is that morning drive is an entirely different animal than afternoon drive, like the ride home right, right, right. in the morning, you know, everybody's focused on going in one direction and getting there at a certain time. But then on the way home, that could be staggered times. Um, you have to run errands, uh, after work, you may have to go to daycare and pick up your kid or whatever. So it's not as focused on zoom going in the same direction. Right. And there's a tendency to be more traffic in the afternoon drive than there is in the morning drive because more people are out and about and people who aren't driving to work to begin with before all of this crazy pandemic stuff started, they're out doing their lives and meeting with clients. Right. And so you, you understand what I'm saying? I do. I do. Yeah. Um, that you, was a long answer. Well, no, but, but, that's it's, the truth. but it's insightful. And, you know, the fact that you know this is why people have come to accept you as probably the most trusted voice when it comes to traffic in the nation's capital. Curious about Morning Drive, uh, because as you know, I shifted into mornings, what, what, three years ago after, you know, uh, doing afternoons and then lampooning traffic for so long on the station I was on. Is it true and have you observed that in a pre-pandemic time that there are really two distinct rush hours in D.C.? Absolutely. What makes yes. that up? What makes that up? Well, I think everything I just described, because everybody has to be at a certain place at a certain time. And in the morning, it's so, you know, rigid with that. You know, you got to punch that time clock for right. most people. And so we start off with what's called the blue collar rush hour. Mm -hmm. And that's the rush hour that you and I drive right. to get to work. We're blue collar. Yeah. And uh, yeah, got to be there at oh dark 30. Most uh, construction workers and um, the paper delivery guy and the people who are delivering stuff or, you know, even tractor trailer drivers, they're they're out at oh dark 30 and they have to be on the job site typically starting at 5 a.m. What's interesting about that, too, is is that their job site tends to change all the time. Right. So right now, you may live in Maryland and your job is in Reston, but once that job's finished, then you're assigned to go to a different place. So that's kind of a different, there's really no traffic pattern with a, with the blue-collar rush hour. But then, starting around 8, 9 o'clock in the morning is when the white collars start to head on in and do their thing or have their drivers <laughs> <laughs> take, them, <laughs> take them in. You know, they're not running into the metro like we are. Right. So it's a whole different type of an animal, a little bit more relaxed. And, you know, with the government allowing flex time, right. that really helped. Yeah. I wish more people would do it. It will be interesting to see how this whole thing morphs after the pandemic. Right. How many people are going to be allowed to stay working from home and how many are going to be going back? And are we going to have different times, staggered times and things like that? You know what I mean? 
I do. I talked and to a, I talked to a nurse yesterday, yeah. and she yeah. said it usually took her an hour and a half. She teaches nursing to get from home to where she teaches, but now it's thirty five minutes. Wow! And she's like, "I'm going to miss it." <laughs> well, the idea of super commuting has been something that's been synonymous with traffic since I moved here. You know. Uh, I had somebody, one of our colleagues, tell me, Toby, it's going to either take you 20 minutes or two hours to get from the bottom of the bowl to, say, Rockville. And it really just depends on the time of day. But now, like you've said, that is all out the window. And what's really interesting is I was out driving around running some errands the other day, and I had to cross over 270. And I look over, and I have not seen a sea of cars like I saw in a minute. And then I realized it was sitting on traffic on Rockville Pike at 5 o'clock in the evening. I'm like, this is this is interesting to me the way life is returning to something i don't want to call it normal but there's life again and sitting in traffic actually made me go wow i think i've kind of missed this <laughs> right i get that i get that but afternoons more people are out and about haven't you noticed that i have especially after 12 you know what i mean yeah. And um, that is when it's crazy. I mean, afternoon drive is just a whole different animal, you know, and it's interesting reporting the traffic because number one radio, which is awesome, by the way, yeah. there's nothing like it. It is entertainment first. Right. And information. But with traffic, you want to be a balance of both. And it's such a dry topic really you know what i'm saying people are like why don't you just record the report and play the same thing at the same time every day well because it may be the same roads and whatever and right. the traffic patterns may be the same but obviously reasons you know yeah. but you know you're reporting about different people's lives changing right and no two areas are the same you know, traffic in Rockville can be completely different than Reston or Herndon or Sterling or over Virginia. Near, or National they Harbor. They never designed for the amount of traffic. I mean, you know, you think cobblestone streets and whatever, you know, you just visualize horse and buggy and now you've got mega cars going through it. Just it was it's nuts. Metro system was designed not to go around, you know, uh, in the suburbs, mm -hmm. it was all designed to take people from the suburbs in and out of the city. But then people started building, uh, and moving their businesses into the suburbs and out of the city. So how has Metro kept up with that? That's a whole different conversation. You ought to call somebody from Wamata <laughs> and ask them about that. Yo, well, I'm not we, kidding. Well, we could talk about, one. we could talk about Metro's expansion all afternoon long. I'm curious about this. Has 66 been a nightmare uh, the entire time you've been here, or when did that start to happen? Uh, it hasn't been a night. Well, a de defining nightmare. <laughs> How do you define that? In that, it's been an evolution, of course, in volume. Yeah. Um, the traffic patterns are not getting better. They're getting worse. You know, it's like one string of pearls in the morning when you yeah. look at the headlights. Uh, and now that they're widening it, even though they swore they never would, um, that nuts construction, it's just littered now between, really, the Plains and Front Royal and the Roslyn here and there. And it's so tight, you know. Don't you hate it when you make that exit from the Beltway onto X-49 and mm -hmm. you want to go on a 66 inside? It's so tight in the exit ramp and everybody is zooming right. up behind you. And, you know, so it's 
it's changed. It's not an easy answer, is my answer. Look at Springfield, what they did to the mixing bowl. Right, right, right. First of all, there is the reason you want to pay attention to math class. Who figures that stuff out? Right. (laughs) It's a quagmire. Thank God for civil engineers. Right. Well, has there that speaking of civil engineering, has there been any road constructed or any uh, way built since you've been doing traffic in D.C. that you've actually seen help alleviate the issues? Yes, the Wilson Bridge. Mm. Yes. At first we thought, ah, it's not going to change anything. But yeah, we'd notice a huge change. But now it's back to the seven mile backup again. Right. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Duh. Uh, I mean, it lasted a while. <laughs> it really <laughs> did. We were shocked. It really made a difference. Do you think widening 270 will do anything to help the people in Montgomery County or no? And I'm Frederick? not going there, babe. You no. know how many times people ask me about the intercounty connector when they were, you know, debating it and then whether there or not to build it. And then when they started it. Oh, no. Uh, mm, I'm taking a zip on that. That's not my thing. My thing is to report the traffic as it is. Right. I don't. Yeah. Speculate. On and you don't really sugarcoat it either. You're pretty honest about it. Uh, Lisa well, Baden is, has been uh, – her name is synonymous with traffic in the nation's capital, has been for years, and this is a delight to talk to her today. Uh, you know, we could talk about traffic in D.C. all morning long, but I want to talk about you. Um, oh. When did you get this idea that this was going to be your life's career? Was it always going to be traffic? Did you get into it thinking maybe you wanted to be, you know, one of these guys pushing buttons and playing songs on the radio and saying ridiculous things like I did? Uh, on my climb, how, how did you get bit by the bug? And tell me about how your journey evolved. Third grade, mm. I got to play a record on the public address system at my school. I got to play um, America the Beautiful mm. and lead the school in the Pledge of Allegiance. And that was the minute I knew this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. No kidding. I was at uh, Glenridge Elementary School in Prince George's County. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Landover Hills. And I did the public address announcements, the 7th, 8th, and ninth grade. I think they call it middle school now. Mm. And I emceed anything I could get my hands on. I was the narrator for anything I could do. And, I mean, that's all I've ever wanted to do. I think it's rare that you meet people who know what they want to do for a living. I think most people are bouncing around just trying to find something. Yeah. So I consider myself extremely blessed. Did I think it was going to be in the form of traffic? That would be an oh, hell no. Hmm. At all. Because, okay, so anyway, so I... I didn't know how to get experience and nobody will hire you without experience. Right. 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 It's that catch 22 for any industry. So I went to local radio station and I told the program director, I want to work here. And he's like, told me to go to the university of Maryland at college park. They have a campus radio station and you can get experience there and then call me back in a couple of years. Well, it turns out, If you want to be a part of the University of Maryland, a radio station, you have to take classes there. Duh. Well, I didn't have any money. And my parents did not have any money. So I found out that if you worked on campus full time, it, you could take two classes a semester on them. And that's all I needed to qualify to work at the campus radio station. 
It took two years to get a full-time job at the University of Maryland, but I got in, and as soon as I got that job, I signed up for two classes, and then I got the job at the um, WMUC, the campus radio station. Thank God they could only hear you in the cafeteria because we all suck. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> but it, truth, truth be done. So, you know, I mean, it's the age of... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Story when you're young, you work four jobs, five jobs, you do whatever you can. You got the energy to do it. Plus go out and party and get up the next day and do it again. You know what I'm saying? And I was full of energy and I just loved every single minute of it. And then I got hired at um, Classy 95, which used to be WPGC. Only the format changed to Bagels and Pearls. And they played like... um, Really soft music, you know, like uh, WLIF in Baltimore, you know, kind of soft music for for listening in the uh, dentist's office or your shrink's office in the in the lobby or something. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. right. Like like slightly better than music. Christopher Cross only lighter. There you go. Boom. And I got hired to answer the phone for the morning show and be their gopher and go get their food and everything. Next thing you know. A year later, I'm on the morning show, Mm. and then the next thing you know, I'm doing the news on the morning show, and then a program director came in, and they decided to change the format from Bagels and Pearls to back to WPGC. Right. Right. Well, they took me off the air, and they put me back in the marketing department, and I became the marketing director and had the time of my life. (laughs) worked my butt off. I worked seven days a week, 24 hours a day, loved every single minute of it. I met great people on the way. They put me to do traffic in the meantime, because the program director saw the importance of having traffic. It was becoming a thing, right? even on, um, a contemporary urban station like WPGC. Right. So that's how I started to do traffic. They call it rip and read. They put in this little piece of computer and you rip off the, the information and then you read it on the air. Right. Um, and that's what I did. And the next thing you know, there's a blizzard, Toby. There's a freaking blizzard. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was ripping and reading and I was watching the people on TV in the studio and describing on the radio what I was seeing on TV. And then the next thing you know, I lost my job after five years at WPGC, new program director comes in and that's how it goes, brings their people. I'm cool. And so I didn't want to move. And, you know, with this job, you got to move to go where the jobs are. Right. And a friend of mine says, you know, Metro Traffic, they're hiring. Why don't you try them? Eh, all right. 
they were in the pavilion, um, which is an apartment building on Rockville Pike. Mm. We mm. can see it from our studio on Rockville Pike. It's the pavilion apartments. Okay. It's okay. south of the pike. Okay. I mean, I look at where I started every day out of the wash studio. Right. And right. we were um, in an apartment. And they set up a booth in the closet, in the kitchen, I mean, in the living room, in all of the bedrooms. And the young lady who was doing News Channel 8 left, quit, and went to Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And I happened to be there at the right time, and they hired me full-time to do it. And that's, I was on News Channel 8 slash WJLA TV 7 for 21 years. Wow. Wow. And that's how it started, just doing voiceover traffic. And here I am today. Now, you And listen, when we started, it wasn't 24 hours a day. It was morning drive, you go home, and you come back for afternoon drive. They had Stacy Bin in this market for people who remember Stacy Bin and Jerry Edwards. They were the two top traffic dogs. And it it was nothing like this. Then it morphed into where they needed weekend traffic. Right. So I started working on the weekends. Then WMAL recognized, you know what? We should start doing traffic overnight. Mm -hmm. At first, they were pre-recording construction information and just playing that on the air overnight. <laughs> well, you knew a tractor trailer was going to turn over or something. Right. Then what do you do? So I was the first traffic reporter live overnight in Washington, D.C. And I would be at the station starting on the air at 3 a.m. And it turned out, of course, that tractor trailer turned over and blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, everybody else is catching on with that. Like, holy crap, this is a thing. Right, right. And now we're all 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you can't even imagine what it's like without having a traffic report all the time. However, now we've got GPS and Waze and all these other devices competing in a way for what we do. The thing that's lacking with the electronics at this point in time, and hopefully they'll wait until after I'm finished, because <laughs> <laughs> I still got a little ways to go. Sure. But they, sure. they don't tell you what's ahead. Right. That's the beauty of listening to a traffic report is as you're getting dressed in the morning or getting ready to leave to go pick up your kid from daycare on the way home. Oh, crap. If I get on the Beltway now and go interloop in Springfield, there's a tractor-trailer accident, and that helps you make decisions before you commit. Right. Otherwise, you're screwed. Do you think that that's going to be your continued secret weapon is that personal voice and that personal experience? I mean, I didn't realize that this was your only market, and I certainly didn't realize the climb uh, that you had uh, to make had to get to where you're at. So kudos to you for all of that. I, I want to circle back to that whole University of Maryland experience. But knowing that technology is what it is and that it's everywhere on our phones and in our cars, 
How do you cut through as that trusted voice? And how would you encourage people who are doing what you do now, who might be younger than you or who might be coming in from other parts of the industry thinking that they can come in and, and you know, well, I was really good at this. I can be a traffic person. What would you encourage them to remember as we climb into this information age? Never burn a bridge. That's, that's the first thing I was told. Uh, be true to yourself. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And be consistent. That's what I try to do. I try to just to be consistent. I want to be entertaining, but I want to respect. That's the thing I learned about traffic, you know, because you can goof. But man, I got yelled at a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> by frustrated commuters. Right. You know, I, I don't want all cutesy stuff. I got to get here on time. My kid's going to be the only kid left at daycare or if I don't make it to daycare on time or whatever the case may be. I had some guy call me. He was on his way to the hospital because his wife is um, in labor with their first kid. Wanted to say, dude, you got a little ways to go. You know, relax. You'll make it in time. Typically, the first one doesn't come so fast. Right. But, you know, I mean, there's life happening out there. So be consistent be yourself, be respectful, and try to be as accurate as possible. That's another frustrating thing too, Toby, is that as I'm saying it on the air, it's changing. Sure. (laughs) Boom. There's a disabled tractor trailer in the right lane of eastbound 66. And as I'm saying it, they're hauling it away. Or I'll say there are no accidents on 95. And as I'm saying it, you know what I'm saying? So people get mad at you. Because, but wait, so, you know, one time a guy in the Washington Post called it the most ephemeral job because it's like chasing <laughs> butterflies, you know? Ah! Butterflies ah! are fireflies. I mean, one day they're here, when the next moment they're gone. Um, tell me about some of the most entertaining people you've met that you've worked with along the way. Because I know that, you know, sometimes you're doing what you're doing remotely. You know what I mean? Kind of like what we're doing now. Uh, I'm, you know, in Rockville, you're at your place in Southern Maryland. Uh, when you would be interacting with radio personalities, you wouldn't be in the same studio. You'd be at the uh, Metro studio and you'd turn them up on a little machine and you guys would talk back and forth and banter for a couple of minutes. Then you'd go away till later on in the hour. Uh, but through that, you get the sense of people and personalities. And over almost 30 years, you have worked with some of the biggest personalities in this business. I've been so blessed. Uh, I, I think the grease man, Doug Track, great human being, yeah. wonderful man. I mean, I just love him. I've worked with him off and on and uh, directly and indirectly. And I can never say too many nice things about the grease man. And of course, Howard Stern, I uh, did traffic for WJFK for many years and Rob A., Love Rob Spiewak, hmm. great guy, hard worker, and I called it the heaven and hell shift, by the way, with that, because <laughs> I do the report on JFK with Howard Stern, and then my next, very next report was on a Christian radio station. <laughs> so you got to be able to adapt to your audience. See what I mean? We were talking early about know your audience. Right. I mean, <laughs> so you got to be true to yourself. And not go from the gutter to lofty aspirations. You know what I'm saying? I was always true to who I am. But you got to be able to hang in the hood. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Let me ask you about working with Howard. Um, You know, he pulled that infamous stunt 
with that plane that landed on a certain bridge, you know, and then that caused all sorts of whatever. How do you go in after something like that and report the traffic? Like, say you were up next after that break. How do you pop in and relate to that? Or do you just kind of brush it off? Uh, Well, you know what? That's that's a very interesting question because I was constantly getting pulled into the office and being told not to have personality Mm. that station. It said, you are vanilla traffic. We don't want personality. We want vanilla traffic. Vanilla traffic, so be as just give the information and get out. And that was really hard. <laughs> I found it difficult. But you know what? They're paying my bills, and if that's what you want. And it didn't last very long, though, uh, Toby, because I'd keep slipping into me and then they'd have to pull me back in and say, no, 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 Howard's the star, you know, don't use personality. So yeah, you just zip it. You do your, do you get in, you get out. I don't know how you do that. You know, like honestly, I've, uh, (laughs) I've watched what you guys do as traffic reporters and the ones who, to me, connect with me are the ones who inject themselves into what it is that they're presenting. I kind of want that because once you and I have established a relationship and I never knew you before, but I heard your reports on WTOP when I first got here and, and I'm like, God, she's freaking good. You know what I mean? And you had just enough personality, but just enough seriousness that it was a, I mean, it was like the perfect formula for what you do. And even in the mornings with us, when we're together in the studio, same thing, perfect balance of personality without being overboard, without overtly being overboard. Like some people I know who used to do traffic badly that modeled it after you, but in the worst onion sort of way. Um, It's fake. Well, well, the thing that I think that is, is unbelievable to me is that there are people who are still told to deliver the news and information in a very straightforward sort of way. I'm like, and there's nothing wrong with that. There are radio stations for that and there are content outlets for that. But I mean, how do you bottle a personality up? It wouldn't work for me. No, it's hard, isn't it? It's really hard. It's so hard too, Toby. Now to, I mean, I could, some days when we had a lot of traffic before the pandemic, I mean, I could give a three minute report and still not touch at all, but you're constrained. (laughs) To like 30 seconds, if you get that. <laughs> I mean, and I, I don't feel like I'm really doing a service. You know what no, I mean? No, no. It's because so the DMV is just too big. You know, that and was. Because I really care. Right. And, you know, I'm in there working in between each report to get new information. It's the most accurate and timely information. And we try to touch on what affects the most people. You know, what roads affect the most people? So, you know, like, I'm not going to do a little neighborhood street as my lead. You get it. Mm-hmm. But, and you you just have so much to say and not much time to say it. Right. <laughs> I, really I don't know hard. how you focus it all in. I mean, obviously you go where the biggest, most important, most impactful situation is. And then you kind of paint around it. But you can't hit everything. And right. still be a personality. I, I, you know, I, for, I think in a town like this or in a city like Philadelphia or in a city like New York, um, you kind of have to give a little bit of freedom when it comes to delivering traffic reports. You've got to give those uh, reporters 
uh, damn near a minute. <laughs> and even then, that might not be long enough. And then if it warrants it, you take it longer. Um, because, you know, these are commuter hubs in the pre-pandemic times. These are places where people are traversing in from an hour and a half. They're super commuting in from two hours away. Uh, people need to know. And I didn't realize just how important it was until I got here. You know, I just used to look at traffic as a throwaway in different markets like in Tampa right. or South Carolina. And then I got here and I realized just how vital that information was to a city that's built on information and needs to get where it's going. Right. Exactly. Yep. Well, speaking Most of- stations just want to say they do it. Right. Oh, yeah, we have traffic. That's the thing that um, WTOP was so brilliant about is yeah. make that they realize. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. ...how important it is. And they would... They were on the eights. I mean, they just were consistent with their clock. And you know what's going to happen at what time. And that you're going to get a traffic report that's as accurate as possible. And they let the traffic reporter talk as long as they need. Because it's it's usually the place that people know they can go, right? Right. That's the thing that's kind of for me a little bit unnerving uh, now is um, for some of the radio stations that I'm on because I'm on a different ones. Some I can go a little bit longer than others, but I know that if there's something going on traffic wise, they're going to turn the station, right? And go to where they need. And I don't want them to turn the station. I want right. to keep listening. You get it? I do. I do. And, you know, it's funny. We, you know, without spilling Everything the tear. Everything you need is here. You don't need to leave. But some people don't position that way. And we need to be good about that, especially when it comes to things that we know. And we have quantifiable data that says these are our most important things that we can communicate to our audience. And. You know, at the end of the day, it's like you said at the very beginning, people want the information that they want when they need it. And our job is to make sure that they can get it here. Now, yes, I, I like anybody else in this town, know where I need to go if I want to know why I'm not moving on the Rockville Pike at 507. Right. You know what I mean? In the afternoon. And uh, I think when I learned, I think when you realize that, you know, in radio, you can't compete with that. You know what I mean? You just have to kind of let that be. You just have to be the best that you can be around that. That's when I yeah. think you start to kind of rise. And I, again, I don't want to spill too much of the special sauce or pull back the curtain because, you know, a lot of what we do is very magical and there is a lot of entertainment to it, but it is built on facts. And those are facts that you've delivered for your entire career. Um, speaking of you and your career and your life, your first job and uh, you got that job at the University of Maryland. How old were you then? I'm going to say 26. Okay. 26 years old. Got your first job. Then you, you migrated over to PGC at the time. Um, yes. Tell me. It's me. It's me. It's Albie D. <laughs> you Dr. and Dave. All of those guys back in the day. Oh, I mean, Oh my radio, gosh. We had a great time. Radio legends. How did you make the time for a personal life? 
<laughs> that's a great question. I got divorced. Mm. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's bless his heart. Um, cause I worked all the time. You're right. How do you have a personal life? And I picked career. Yeah. yeah. That's what ended up happening. I, Quit my job that was stable and full-time as soon as I got that job at the University of Maryland. And I just went for the sauce and was working all the time. And But but looking back, I mean, bless his heart, you know, I get it. And had, a, had the ride of my life up until today. I mean, I'm still having the ride of my life. Yeah. It's a great thing. But discipline, discipline discipline, discipline to be on the radio in the mornings is hard. You get up in the middle of the night, you have to go to bed on time. You have to miss so many events. You have to miss the, the kids out playing outside. You know how many snowstorms I've been at the hotel you know, thank goodness our company puts us up in a hotel. Sure. Thank you very much, because a lot of companies don't. And I know that everybody in the neighborhood is sledding mm -hmm. and having parties here, and they're doing hot cocoa. And I've missed years of it, years with an S. Would I trade it? No. Why do you think it is that uh, people like us uh, embrace our careers, especially on the climb, so much so that we uh, stop paying attention to the things personally that are right in front of our face. Because it's interesting because to hear you say. we're not good at math. <laughs> well, well, yes, there's that. Shut up. When you can't do math, what else are you going to do? <laughs> no, but because listening to you tell that story, and we've never talked about any of this before, um, it, it, it makes me think of how many ones probably should have been the one that aren't the one because of this business. You know what I mean? You know what? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I watch you. Uh, you are the nicest man. Mm. You are a great father. You are a wonderful person, really a person. And you, you don't see it. And I find that to be so sad. Mm. Toby, you really are a genuine man. And there is the right person out there for you. Yeah, but that and misfit I, gene, though, that I we've got, you know? You take a leap of faith and go for it one it's, day. Because it's been the toughest thing for me, Lisa, to, to break that. up with the other woman in this life that is this job and this career. You, you don't know? have to do that. She needs to, she will roll with it right? because you'll roll with her job. The guy that I've been married to now for 22 years yeah. is a mortgage banker. <laughs> Nine to five? No. Yeah. They, he doesn't even start work until noon. Wow. And works until the evening because when people are buying or selling a home, they're, they're doing it during their lunch hour, after work, and on the weekends. That's right. completely opposite of us, right? Right. right. 
I think the thing that made our marriage work is that we didn't see each other very much. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you keep the sparks alive then? Because, you know, we do work this ridiculous nocturnal schedule, you know, and there are times there are times when I walk out in the afternoon to walk my dog as the sun is setting. And it's the first time I've seen the sun all day. Right. Yeah. And and everybody you want to call or say, hey, let's they're all still at work. Right. That's really hard, too, isn't it? You yeah. want to get together with people. It's so lonely. It's really lonely. How but did you, you know cope? What? How do you cope with it? I just, I don't know. I just, sometimes I've struggled. A lot of times I've struggled, to be honest with you. Yeah. But in in the end, it's who we are. I mean, right. I think about a lot of people who have careers like us and surgeons and pilots and on and on, you know, I mean, it's hard, but everybody's making sacrifices of some kind to make ends meet and for, for their destiny, hopefully what it is they're supposed to do, especially when you find a career when there's no math involved. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. By the way, just as a side note to anybody who works in broadcast, media, radio, whatever, math is not our strong suit. And that's why we push buttons, play songs, deliver information, and talk for a living. Because if you ask us to add 36 times 2 to the fourth power, we're going to run. Who cares what X is? I mean, I've made it this long without caring about X. X. You're talking about that letter before Y and Z, right? Okay. Dude, I ran to drop ad. I mean, really? <laughs> um, so you've been married to your husband for 20 something years. Tell me how you guys met. We met in church. Mm. Yes. I, uh, came to a spiritual awakening, sure. um, <clears throat> changed my life to find my life. And part of that was having a higher power. Right. So I s- started going to a church that is not like your grandmother's church, mm. Um, and there's this handsome man, um, sitting there and I, he would never look at me. I mean, I feel like high school, but you know, he was, I, you know, they had a time in the service, Toby, where they say, greet the people around you. So I would sit two rows in front of him and he would turn around, (laughs) you know, on the other side and then he would go the other way. But uh, one thing they had is a name tag uh, hanging in the lobby, so everybody would go in and you'd have a name tag. Yeah. And uh, one day he didn't have his name tag on. So I said, oh, excuse me, sir, I notice you're not wearing a name tag. Are you new here? And I knew damn well he wasn't new there. And uh, two weeks later, he said, oh, hi, kid. you think I could have your phone number? I was like, you idiot, what took you so long? (laughs) Okay, well, tell me about the first date then, because, you know, on the show in D.C., we do something we call crazy first dates, and we listen to these stories. Was your first date crazy, or was it it crazy bad or crazy good? Because it just has to be your first, so I'm curious about that. It was good. Um, Even though I met him at church, I said, um, yeah, sure, I'd love to go on a date with you. I will pick you up at your office, Mm -hmm. and we'll have lunch. And he said okay, because he was in his um, early 40s then. Mm. And uh, he's like, never had a woman pick me up at my office and say lunch before. But I'm like, just because you go to church doesn't mean you 
have a job, even though you say you do. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to come and make sure you really do. You that and lunch is safe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure it is. So we went to Franklin's Hardware Store in Hyattsville, Maryland. I highly recommend Franklin's Hardware Store. There are some people out there listening, nodding, going, Franklin's Hardware Store? Sure, it rocks. They converted Toby, an old hardware store, into the coolest frickin' deli meeting place, live music. When you walk in, it's the hardware store, but all the bins where they had the nails and the bolts and stuff, they sell like little toys and penny any candies. And then you go in the back and they've got an awesome place where they make food and sandwiches. And on the weekends, they have live music. I mean, it's the coolest place. And he walked in there. He's like, we're going to a hardware store. And I'm like, wait till you see. And we had the best time and we laughed a lot because we both have a similar sense of humor. And here we are, what, 22 years later, and we're still laughing. Not quite as much, (laughs) but we still laugh a lot. And the only reason I say that is because I think everybody can relate. Yeah. Now you're together all the time. I keep hearing this about the pandemic. I mean, with your family, you're together all the time, working from home, everybody, and the kids are home. It gets a little bit more challenging. You know what I mean? You still love each other, but it's like, hmm, harder, isn't it? A two-bedroom, one-bathroom, and I walked in on my daughter in the bathtub last night. Thank God that curtain was closed. I was like, and then I walked out. But that happens all the time and has since March. and. You know, it does get tough. Now, let me ask you this about your husband. Uh, what's his name? His name is Tom. Well, Although we call him Murph. Now, tell me when uh, you knew that Murph was the one. Um, when we went to see Forrest Gump, the mm. movie, in the theater, and he teared up. Mm. Yes, I tell him that all the time. That's when I knew. You're it. Because he was sensitive. He wasn't proud enough, you know, a 40-some-year-old man to tear up in a movie and be cool with it, be real, then I was like, yep, that's cool. All right, you're mine. But he didn't know it yet. <laughs> Duh. Now tell me, when did he pop the question and how was that? Four years later, mm. I said, look, I'm getting older. And either you know by now or you don't. Because mm. at our age, you either know or you don't know. So what's it going to be? And he was like, um, well, so finally, shortly thereafter, I think he talked to some of his friends and then he said, so you want to get married or what? (laughs) Do you think he was scared? You know, one of the things that I've, I've, I've been wrestling with, and this is interesting to talk to you about this because I knew there was something about you, but I didn't realize we had that kindred misfit gene and that some of our relationship stories actually would kind of parallel in different ways. I have come to the grips with the fact that there are parts of a relationship or a commitment when it comes to that, that maybe I'm afraid of screwing up again because I've screwed up somebody in the past because of this job. But I'm coming around the bend to the idea that maybe I need to let the past go 
and I need to embrace what just feels safe and right. And I need to stop thinking like the pokey little puppy. Well, what if I poke over here and something flies out of the flower patch? You know, what if, what if I get fascinated by this? Um, how did you calm that noise? And how do you think Murph calmed that noise? Listen, Toby. Everyone disappoints. And everyone is going to be disappointed. There is no perfect little flower patch. You make a commitment to a person saying, I'm going to try to be the best person I can be, and I'm going to screw up, and I'm going to disappoint you, even though I may not mean to. I'm going to disappoint you. And even though you may not mean to, you're going to disappoint me. But through it all, we commit to stay together because we have similar goals and I want to walk a similar journey. So why not go for it? It's called commitment. And you've never been screw up. You're going to be angry with each other, but that's life. How do you think people last 40, 50, 60 years? True. I mean, it ain't no picnic. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All the time. Mm-hmm. So if you know someone that you see that you would be willing to disappoint and be disappointed with and still carry on in a journey, laugh a lot, cry a lot, get mad together and still make it through, then I say go for it. And I also say she would be darn tootin' lucky to have you because you're a great guy. I feel like I need to send you our uh, SAG-AFTRA uh, insurance plan for mental health therapy today. <laughs> You've been like the best therapist session I've had in weeks. Um, Lisa, circling back to traffic and the things you've seen in this town. Tell me about the most ecstatic moment you can remember since you've been doing what you do here. When the guy called me and told me, help, my wife called and said she's in labor and I need to get to the hospital fast. How can I do it? (laughs) And I said that on the air. Watch out for a blue sedan. It's, you know, and I gave the description and the guy is on the outer loop of the beltway between New Hampshire Avenue. He's trying to get to Shady Grove Hospital Mm. and watch out for him. And he called me later and gave me updates on his way and said people were tooting at him and waving at him because they heard about it on the radio. They were listening and he made it. I've got goosebumps right now talking about it. And he sent me a photograph from the hospital of he and his wife and their first baby. Mm. And I have it. I kept it. I've got it to this day. And then on their first birthday, he sent me a card. Yes, indeed he do. That was amazing. Here's another story I got for you. So 66 eastbound. There's a backup 
it's starting to get worse toward the beltway. And it ends about a mile before the beltway. So that tells us, wait a minute, there's something happening a mile before the beltway, but we don't know what it is. We didn't have cameras then, right? Um, we had airplanes, but one, you know, I mean, how long does it take to get over there? And you're relying on Virginia Department of Transportation, MDOT or DDOT or whoever it is to call you and tell you, but they're not there yet. Or people calling on their cell phones, because thank God we had cell phones then, because we didn't always have cell phones. <clears throat> I'm just saying, one long and a short. Hello, Mabel. (laughs) So anyway, so the backup's getting worse, Toby. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying on the radio, I'm just being real. Look, I see this backup. It's getting worse on eastbound 66. You got a problem ahead of you. I know it ends a mile before the beltway. If you can bail the Sam Hill out and it's getting worse. Well, people start calling me and they say, The reason it's in a backup is because a broken down car is in the right lane before the beltway and a scantily dressed blonde is leaning over the hood of the car trying to figure out what's wrong with the engine. (laughs) So everybody's stopping to look at her. And I'll be damned if people didn't go there just to see. Wow. (laughs) And that is a true story. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Oh, that is hilarious. Now, let me take you down a more interesting road. The snipers in D.C. You were reporting traffic. 2002. 2002. Tell me about that. People were calling. uh, Because at first they thought it was white vans. White vans. I saw a white van. And, you know, trying to help. I mean, you know how many white vans there are? (laughs) City's full (laughs) of them. (laughs) police were, exactly, pulling over white vans left and right. And everybody was afraid to go to the gas stations. Mm -hmm. Because remember, it was, you were afraid to get gas. And some gas stations were thinking about putting tarps up and everything to keep up people feeling safe to even go in. And then remember the sniper was in Bowie, Maryland and shot that poor young man Mm. uh, right in front of Bowie high school on 197. It was just awful. That whole thing. So that was, that was just a nightmare. And I'll tell you, Toby, we learned a lot. We collectively um, as traffic reporters and let me talk about something else with that in just a minute. But, you know, we would be describing where the police were stopping the traffic and searching things. And one day on the Beltway near the American Legion Bridge, they stopped the traffic in both directions because they think they had the sniper, right? Mm-hmm. And so we are describing on the air, all of us, what we're, we're being told and what we're hearing and what we're seeing. And the police called and they said, would you please shut the up? <laughs> You're telling them what we're doing, mm. where we're going. And we all went, because they're listening too. Right. So how do you give information to be helpful, but not give too much information. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we all backed off immediately and said, uh, so once in a while, you know, we have a lot of motorcades in this town 
and a lot of dignitaries that come to visit. And a lot of times we try to say something without saying something. Like, uh, if you encounter a backup in Northwest D.C., don't be surprised. It'll be over with soon. <laughs> you know, right. You're trying right. to be there. And after the fact, you know, duh, if you drive anywhere near the Suitland Parkway and all of a sudden traffic stops, I think you kind of figure out somebody's sure. going to Andrews, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> Police activity. Police activity. Thanks. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. So that, that time is we learned a lot about ourselves. Right. You really need to be careful and to be helpful to police, fire, and EMS as much as possible. Now, here's what I was thinking when I was talking about us traffic reporters. Sure. sure. We're, we're not competition. I mean, we all, most of us at the time, Toby, worked for Metro Traffic. There was only one traffic company here. Right. Oh, actually, in the United States of America was metro traffic everywhere and we all sit in the same office and have the same information and work together it's just we disseminate the information differently based on the criteria of the radio station or the tv station you're assigned right mm -hmm. so i think that surprises a lot of people yeah, man, I've been going to the same office for 29 years, sitting next to the same people. Some of them I met when I was at WMUC at the University of Maryland in College Park. <laughs> How about that? Isn't that interesting? And that's called history. So we, called history. we all work together. Right. And that's helpful, too. You know? Now, tell me. Now, tell me. As we, uh, As we conclude uh, our time, because I'm realizing we've been talking for an hour and I could talk to you probably for another hour and a half because your stories are limitless and I hope that we get the chance to talk again. Uh, you want to talk about mangoes on the Beltway? Remember that overturned tractor trailer on the Beltway <laughs> at 270 loaded with mangoes? We've had ice cream. We've had chickens. We've had cattle. It's the first time I ever learned what an emu was. <laughs> <laughs> Long before this damn stupid Liberty, I'm sorry, I love you, Liberty, uh, commercial with the emu. Like, what the hell's an emu? We got an emu running around 270 in Frederick. What That's the hell hilarious. is that? <laughs> We've had it all. Tell oh, me. Man, remember the time that a guy hung a mannequin over Springfield? It was a sign right before the Beltway of Interstate 95. It was a mannequin. And we're like, how the hell did it get up there? <laughs> and nobody see anybody do it. Hey, how about Surrender Dorothy? Yeah, how many times have you seen that painted and repainted? <laughs> right. <laughs> and people who've lived here a long time know what that means. Right. You know, if you're on the outer loop of the Beltway in Maryland, go with me now, okay? Mm -hmm. You're coming from College Park toward 270. And there's a railroad bridge before you get to the Mormon temple. <laughs> and somebody typically will spray paint Surrender Dorothy because right as you cross under that bridge in view is the Mormon temple, which looks just like the Wizard of Oz. Hello? Sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's hilarious. How do they do it without getting caught? I have no idea. I used to call that place Disneyland, what I would do, traffic reports, and uh, people would complain. That is a holy temple. You refer to it as Disneyland. And I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> um, you know, um, but, you know, with everything you've seen, tell me about the time as we, we, as we wrap things up. Tell me about the time that you 
were most moved by? I know you told me about the birth of that child that you helped to make that happen. That was probably very elated. But was there a moment in this town when you had to report on something that still just kind of gets you when you think about it? 9-11. And people were calling me driving near the Pentagon. And they were frantically I see an airplane. There's an airplane flying over here and it's low and (gasps) click dial tone. I didn't know what was happening at the time. I was like, what's going on? And we had the TVs going. We had a lot of TVs in our office so we could monitor things. And we saw what everybody else saw in New York. And then we saw what was happening close to home. And we were just as lost and bewildered as everyone else. And, and how, do you, how do you help people in that time? It was something we'd never experienced before. People were abandoning their vehicles and running across bridges to get out of D.C. What do you say? I will say that at that point in time, our, all, all of our lives changed, right? And I think D.C. in particular learned, you know, how do we have an exit plan? You know, we've got to sit down and think about things for future because it's not really, I'm sorry, it's not an if, it's a when. And how do we, how do we help you maneuver around that? Get out. They, I will say they being, uh, the, I'm going to say all of the radio stations and the television stations just stopped taking traffic reports altogether that day mm. and went to network programming because it was much bigger than we all knew. And there was so much going on because then in Pennsylvania, and you know what, Toby, we heard, we have 23 scanners going in our office all the time so we can hear calls. We heard that plane in Pennsylvania. Mm. So that, I'd say, is what changed everyone. How do you go back to work after that? Like, how do you go do the next Just report? like everyone else. You know, you had a job to do. I, I did my job that entire day. It was uh, confusing, bewildering, overwhelming. I stayed like hours late to assist in any way I could. I mean, I always had a headphone on on standby in case one of the TV stations, like I was on Channel 7 then live in case they wanted to come to me and get a special report, which they did on occasion, but they never know when they're going to cut to local programming and, and if the radio station and I will say at the end of the day, I drove home and found the first church I could find and went and knocked on the door. And when they opened the door, they said, can I help you? And I said, do you mind if I just come sit in this sanctuary? Mm. 
And I sat in the sanctuary and cried for like an hour by myself that day. Because it was all that emotion. Uh, I didn't know what to do with it. And that's the only thing I could think to do. And then the next day you get up and you just go and do your job the best you can. What an emotional trip for the last hour, Lisa. There is so much about you that I don't think people realize. You are, I joke about this and I say, your name is synonymous with DC traffic. You are Lisa Baden, the queen of DC traffic. But the truth of the matter is, is you have a tremendous soul and a beautiful spirit. And you've uh, put it on display today and you've taken us on a trip that I don't think most people realize. And I know that I'm better for it. So thank you for indulging me this conversation. Thank you. You're a wonderful person and I'm honored to work with you. You're so much fun. (laughs) It's supposed to be fun. It is, isn't it? And I think sometimes we let other things get in the way. So, you know, specific to to the station in Washington, thank you for your patience over the last three years. I I say this often right now because it took me a minute to kind of figure out who I was after I left the last station. And thanks to the patience of people like you and uh, my partner, Chili Amar, and our leadership team and stuff, I've been able to figure me out again as I've pulled this reinvention. But hearing your stories, I realized that reinvention is a part of life. And, Absolutely. Uh, and it's something we must stay in the act of if we're going to fully live this life. So here's to your continued reinventions. And thank you for inspiring the reinventions in other people much like me. Thank you, my dear. Ladies and gentlemen, turn on a radio station in Washington, D.C. You'll hear Lisa Baden delivering traffic. And if you get the chance to hear her do so, you will be truly blessed. Lisa, thanks for the time today. Thank you, Toby. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.